The following program is sponsored by Friends of Life Outreach International. Next on Life Today, author and radio host Michael Brown is determined to help believers initiate the next great awakening. God's people living by the wisdom of the word because God's ways are ways of life. And whether it's abortion, sexual immorality, national debt, breakdown in education, breakdown in family, God's word has the answer. Here's how you can put into practice the wisdom of the word and bring life and hope. And if it can start with us, it can spread. So glad to welcome you to life today. I'm James Robinson. Betty and I, I think we feel like we've been through one of the greatest weeks of television programming awesome. ever. Awesome. And I think this program is going to play right in with it. So if you miss a, a Life Today program, you can go online, lifetoday.org, and just pull up a program. Uh, I hope you'll do it. Watch Sheila Walsh's program as well as her teaching on Wednesdays. But watch where I talked to her about the book that's just been released. And watch Dan Hall. Paralyzed from his neck down, can only move his head and let him show you Jesus. Watch it, Dan Hall. Well, we have one of the men that I respect and admire and appreciate as much as any man I know, and I got a lot of people I admire and appreciate because they're worthy of it. But he is brilliant and totally anointed, which means divinely enabled by God to write, to communicate, to speak, to dialogue, to debate, uh, to proclaim, to be prophetic. And he's written a book, Saving a Sick America, a prescription for moral and cultural transformation. He said, well, money, that doesn't sound very biblical. That sounds more political. No, that's what salt does. It preserves and protects the precious. And if it ever fails to do that, and it adds all kinds of meaning to life, but Jesus said, if the salt, which you are, every believer, you don't opt out of salt effect. If you're not protecting and preserving the precious, everything pertaining to life and godliness, which the enemy of life and godliness is in full assault against. It's not really the media. It's the media controlled by this fierceness of the satanic powers of deception and darkness and destruction. And you can throw division and dissension into the mix. That's all part of what he literally what he inspires, motivates, and manipulates people into, and then takes them captive. What this man is writing about is how we can actually have a salt and light effect and see a sick America get healed, because I believe it can be, and he is gifted to help us find that healing. Would you welcome Dr. Michael Brown to life today? <laughs> Doc, I'm glad you're here. You are? You are as important, if not the most important voice on the stream website, which I launched, stream.org, to help you understand the times. We, we are perishing for lack of understanding, lack of understanding of the times. We perish for the lack of knowledge. We're trying to help with the stream. It's not me trying to help. I'm one little voice. I'm one of the smaller voices. This is one of the greater voices. But he also has been a prolific writer, communicator. He is a Messianic Jew and done so much for so many. Okay, tell me what your hope and prayer is for this book and the message in it. This book will instill hope 
in the hearts of God's people and give a practical vision as to how we can see change come to our nation. Look, I know the bad news. I'm a cultural commentator. I have a radio show. I know that I, I could list all the problems and most Americans could, this is wrong and this is wrong. And, and even a lot of Christian leaders have said, we've lost. It's over for America. Throw in the towel. We've lost the culture wars. I don't hear the Lord saying throw in the towel. No. I don't hear the Lord say time to go in the closet and retreat. I heard the Lord last year say to me, write a book on the fall and rise of America. I thought, I'd write a book on the rise and fall of America and the greatest days are behind us and what a mess we're in. But the fact God put that in my heart, he's saying the darkness is the opportunity for the light to shine. Exactly. And there's a story about uh, a, a big shoe company years ago. They decided they're gonna launch a, a new outlet in Africa, they're gonna expand overseas. They research it for years, they pick one city, they send their top salesman over there, and they, they get a text message from him within minutes of landing. He says, you made a terrible mistake, get me out of here, the people here don't wear shoes. <laughs> so they send them back home, they sit down, research and development, the board, they discuss it, they think, we think we made the right move. They send their number two salesman over there. Within minutes, he texts them, we need hundreds of thousands of boxes of shoes. Nobody here has any shoes. <laughs> That's the state of America right now. America needs what we have. So I asked the Lord, give me a way to capture the reader in, the, in that opening chapter about the state of America. And I got this idea of a guy living in, in the suburbs of Pennsylvania. It's the early 1960s. Uh, he's with his family. I kind of described family life then. And they're, it's, it's TV night, so they're watching Leave it to Beaver together. <laughs> and he falls asleep watching Leave it to Beaver, and he wakes up, and it's today. Oh boy. So from the, he starts, there's a new dating show. It's like a new couple dating. And then he switches to another, two guys taking their clothes off and, and kissing. It's like, what? Goes to another one, it's vampires having sex. He's like, what's going on? He finally switches to another channel. It's like, oh, it's like a Western, people with guns. No, they're shooting the heads off zombies and brains exploding. So he's like, doesn't know what to do, he's in a panic. And he looks around the room, he's the only one there. All his kids are out. And, and you know, the 13-year-old, the, the, the she's getting psychological counseling because her best friend killed herself after her, her naked picture that she sent out to her 12-year-old friends went out around the school. She killed herself. And, and then you go through the whole family, and this one's still cutting herself. And, and, the, and you think, what, what happened? How did it, and look, America's never been perfect. And we've had our issues. In the early 60s, we had segregation, and we didn't have equal opportunities for women. But you contrast that to today. And, and the shows that are on TV, look, when I was in the world, 16 years old as a hardcore sinner, I didn't even know stuff existed that an eight-year-old could find on a cell phone today. Yeah. So we paint a picture of how sick we are. And then go back to our roots. You know, the America's roots, we were never a perfect Christian nation, but so much of what we did was based on scripture. So much of what makes us great is scripture principles. Not a theocracy, not that we take over and have religious leaders run the country. We'd be out, we'd all move out if that was the case. We'd be the first to move. But rather, God's people living by the wisdom of the word because God's ways are ways of life. And whether it's abortion, sexual immorality, national debt, breakdown in education, breakdown in family, God's word has the answer. So throughout the book, we go through subject after subject and show every believer, here's how you can put into practice the wisdom of the word and bring life and hope. And if it can start with us, it can spread and it can be contagious. And by the time I get to the end of the book, I look at the day in which we're living as the church's greatest opportunity. The greatest opportunity in American history is right here today for the church. Betty, you've I watched. I believe that. I believe that. You have watched.
you've watched me in the time that I've spent in trying to talk to leaders and get leaders to sit down at the table of reason like a family. But so much of what I'm inspired to do has been motivated by what you do. So what is it that I see you doing quite often that moves me to action? What is it that you do? Well, it's, it's through God's Word. You know, I, I just feel like God's Word is such a love book mm -hmm. to, to His children, to all of yeah. us. And most of the time, when I go to the Word, I, I, I draw from what He wants to say to my heart. Mm. And then from my heart, if we'll, if we'll, we'll do it on an individual basis, yeah. let God build into us what He wants to show us as His children. I agree with you. It, this is a time of hope. Yeah. of expectation. Desperation is everywhere. Anger is everywhere. And the time, I really believe, is ripe yeah. for God to do what He wants to do through His children. And, and, and the thing is, the world is looking for answers. You know, I, I, it's easy for me to write a book, a wake-up call, sound the alarm. But then people say, now what? It's easy for me to preach a message that everyone's at the altar weeping. Now what? So I went to God, each chapter, now what? Lord, show me in the word. How can we restore a culture of life? It's not just abortion. It's the larger culture of death that it's we have. It's the preciousness of life yes. that stops abortion. So here, we start in Genesis 1, right? And, and what's fascinating in our culture, as much as everyone's people leaving the church and people don't care about the Bible anymore, everyone's arguing about our interpretation of the Bible is right. Our friends in the gay and lesbian community, they're saying they're reading the Bible right. The liberals, they're reading the Bible right on immigration. Why does everybody care about the Bible? the Bible's still relevant in America. Yeah. And, and a majority of Americans actually say that if people lived by the Bible, the country would be better. So Genesis <laughs> 1, every human being created in the image of God. That is the ultimate answer to abortion. That's the ultimate answer to the neglect of the elderly, to, to not caring for the poor, that every human being has value because they're created in the image of God. Where do we get that from? Genesis 1. And then read through Proverbs. And what's the theme constantly? Life, life, life. These are the ways of life. Sin is the way of death. Read through the Gospel of John. What's the theme? Life, life, eternal life. So we need to be the people who have the message of life. Our families need to show how, and we go through it. You know, husbands, wives, families, multi-generational thinking. If we can live this out, it's contagious. The early church grew because people saw something that was better than what the world had. And, you know, they ended the gladiatorial combat, you know, and ultimately the seeds that ended slavery. They were all birthed there. Women got liberated through the gospel. The world thinks of the Bible. This is, we just hit people over the head with this book. There were angry religious men, you know, white old men, right, who were hitting religious people, uh, hitting people over the head with the Bible and taking away their fun. No, the message of Jesus is the message of liberation. It's the message of life and hope and salvation. And the wisdom is all, it's all laid out in the Bible. It is. Well, you know, we, we had a, an election where somebody was chosen and a lot of people are still trying to figure out who it was that chose him. Let me, let me kind of tell you what I think. It was people with common sense who were fed up with everything that doesn't work. They were fed up with political correctness, which is ridiculous. They were fed up with a manipulative media that deceives continually and does not tell the truth and misrepresents the truth and misrepresents people who tell the truth and magnifies people who only lie. That's what the media does. So the common sense people were fed up. They were fed up with an overreaching, overpowering government that was bringing them all into bondage and making promises that they could not possibly fulfill. They were launching one policy after the other that was unsustainable and was ineffective, and they were keeping it. The people with common sense are the ones that really 
really rose up. Some evangelicals came along and said, well, this is better than the choice to continue going where we're going. So maybe we can make a, a change. Some of us like myself actually began to try to advise leaders to listen to common sense and to make biblical correction. You've watched me, yeah. you've watched me every moment. How long now have we been pretty close? Two, three years yeah, you'd say? two, three years. Or do you say I've been consistent in not wavering and always telling the truth to anybody, anywhere, in oh, any yeah. situation? And to me. Period. And to you. <laughs> yeah. 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 And has it had an effect on you? Of course it has. A positive effect. Wonderful A redemptive effect. effect. Absolutely. All of that. Can you, when you watch me unwavering as a Christian, speaking the truth, not picking sides, yeah. not going with the party, but going with principles that are biblical that you talk about more clearly than anybody I know. I mean, you are a master communicator and writer, and you have paid the price to be able to share the truth with us, which is why I tell people to listen to Dr. Michael Brown. Listen to it. Read the book. I wrote the forward to the book. I'm asked to write forwards to nearly everybody's book. I don't write many of them. I wrote this one because this man's going to help us. All right. What I'm saying is you've seen somebody get in the game, yeah. tell the truth, never waver, Never pick a side, just magnify truth and hold up a standard. Do you believe that's what has to happen in order for America to be healed? And even the common sense people who have enough sense to know we can't keep going the way we're going, do you believe they would be attracted to the God that directed people to believe these right things, stand against the wrong things, and point to the God that knows everything right? Do you believe all these common sense people might just find their way into the church and into the arms of yes, God? Yes, sir. Look, multitudes followed Jesus. They were attracted I'm to him. I'm telling you they did. We understand that the darkness is always going to hate the light. We understand there's always going to be resistance and persecution for the gospel. But we, we also know that God's ways are the ultimate practical ways. He made us. He designed us. <laughs> Look, the sexual revolution is a complete failure. Radical feminism is a complete failure. The, the radical left is devouring itself. You know, the free speech movement is eating itself up now, right? The, <laughs> so, right exactly. So I told you the other day, I, I, uh, I wrote an article, got a lot of shares, and I, I said, you know, I said, you were in my ear the entire time I wrote because every word I, I heard James and I heard you in my ear saying, be redemptive, Michael, be redemptive. Be re That's always my heart. Mm -hmm. But you're giving that extra reminder. So every word in saving a sick America. Yeah, it's it sober. It's sober. But every word is redemptive. Yes, it is. And, and look, no one can show me a chapter and verse in the Bible that says there will not be another great awakening in America. No, I'm a student not. of scripture. I can't find that in the Bible. And, and I do know this. If we will learn to think in a multi-generational way, uh, right, it, it says about Absalom that he made a monument to himself in his own name because he had no sons. Uh, he had sons, but they must have all died. So that's what he's left with. He's left with a dead monument named to himself where sons and daughters reproduce. God's ways are reproductive ways. God's ways are ways of thriving. And that's what we need to communicate. And some of this I had in me. As I was writing, I knew exactly where to go with a chapter. But I'd look at a major issue, in our be, it, be it debt, you know, or, or just the culture of excess or the entitlement generation. It's all about me. The world mm -hmm. revolves around me. What's the answer to that? And I said, God, give me wisdom. And you know what I felt a lot for the entitlement generation, or, you know, generation selfie, it's all about me kind of thing, that it's not a matter of it's bad to be like that, but rather the biblical principles are the opposite. Give, you want to get, give away. You want to have, lose, mm -hmm. right? Save your life by losing it. And when people start to do it, they find out it's wonderful. It works. This is the greatest thing I ever did when they start to do it. So if we live it out first, right, and then we give our hearts to evangelism again, prayer for great awakening evangelism and live this out, America can be transformed. America's greatest days can be ahead. Yeah, and in spite, exactly. and in spite of a deceptive, manipulated media, 
You can't deny the results. When you see the fruit of truth in lives and you see people begin to function like a family, love yeah. one another, come to the table of reason. Would you agree? And you're, you're a thinker and you're, you're an analyst and you look at situations and you know how to apply biblical truth, historical reality uh, to, to these situations. Do you believe that if the American leadership in Congress and the American leadership and all the different bureaucratic agencies, if the leadership would sit down at the table of reason and just take historical reality and fact and take proven principles and sit down with a sincere interest for the good of the people, do you believe they could effectively address every single challenge and issue we face today? Of, of course. If we could get past political differences and, and personal, this is about me or getting votes or my career or something, of, of course we could. In short order, we could do it. We could, yeah. Amazing. We, we could turn the ship, basically take a while for the effects to come down, but we could turn the ship around. I mean, look, you can prove that, that radical communism it doesn't work. Mm -hmm. It's been tried. It doesn't work. And socialism doesn't work. I, exactly. Progressive socialism. Yeah, th these things don't work. And again, we can see the fruit of the so-called tolerance movement is utterly intolerant. And, and you know, how far is a transgender activism going to go? A, a boy comes home from school completely drained. His parents pull him out of school. He's six years old because there's a boy. One day he comes as a boy. Another day he comes dressed as a girl. And he's supposed to say, you're a boy one day, you're a girl next. It's draining the kid. This is... Uh, how, it's, how, it's insane. Parents are saying, hey, we want to be tolerant. We want to be loving to everyone. But this is crazy. So we're the ones saying we have we're not just saying what's wrong. And that's that's been a fault of the church. We're quick to say what's wrong. But we haven't shown here's the better way. Hmm. We're quick. We're quick to say what's wrong. But and again, as we've hung out, you know, somebody comes on the Trump administration, seems like the rawest guy. You're thinking, here's somebody for me to reach. Yeah, that's, you know, that's, that's mission field. Yeah. And if we just go back to the basics, it's not hard. The wisdom is there. Back to the basics. The change will start with us. Why is it when one family member gets saved, a bunch get saved? Because they see the positive right. changes That's that right. take place. Don't you like this guy? Don't you thank God for Dr. Michael Brown? I'm telling you, I listen to you. I, I'm just simply telling you, I don't know anyone that can put it any straighter in print or in communication in any, any form than he can. And I believe that this man has a God-given love. He was a, a junkie, a drug addict, or a rocker. I mean, this guy, he was Jewish and, and, and has all the greatness that God puts on Jewish people just with his blessing. But he became a follower of Christ, and his life was changed. And I'm telling you, this man is a treasure. And you can read his articles throughout the week on stream, stream.org. And uh, he does have a radio program that, uh, what is it, on the firing line? What do you call it? The, the line book? of fire. The line of fire. William Buckley was the firing line. <laughs> I'm the line of fire. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm in the line of fire every day. I am in the line of fire. Not everybody likes me. I love it. I love it. Get the book. It's in the bookstores. And I'm telling you, you're going to be blessed. And, and, uh, and just, let's, I tell you what. Let's see this nation get well. Let's see, and this, this is my prayer. I want the perfect father to have the family that looks like him and reveals his glory and the son is lifted up where he cannot be hidden. Then he draws all men to himself. Would you join Betty and me in saying thanks to Dr. Michael Brown. Thank you. What a blessing he is. What a blessing you are. Michael, we are, our, our viewers, and you know this, uh, our viewers love to help those who help others. And the missionaries are the greatest. And when we show you, you, you we show you a need and you meet it. You, you're amazing. I mean, you see something and you know love or work, you undergird it. You become the fuel to the light that transforms the situation. Now, what we're asking for right now, 
doesn't really have the emotional impact that you see a hungry child or someone need clean water. It's transportation. The missionaries just sent us a request for 71 modes of transportation, 71 vehicles. Over a million dollars right now. And this is our last week. It's our last chance to get it. This is what they asked for. They said, this is how we move the things for the people. This is how we move the people. This is how we move the missionaries and the aid and the assistance. This is how we move water. This is how we move drilling equipment. And one of the greatest things is how we get trafficked children or children that are projects or prospects for trafficking and get them and save them and take them to a safe place. They need these vehicles. I want you to watch, but then I want you to make their prayer, their need fulfilled with love. Will you do it? Watch. It's difficult to get anywhere without reliable transportation, and it's never more important than when the hearts, lives, and souls of so many are depending on it. Life Outreach's mission is to go and share the transforming truth of God's love in word and deed to a hurting world. Whether our missionary partners are leading someone in prayer to receive Christ, helping rescue children from human trafficking, delivering relief goods, providing medical help, or drilling water wells, they're all part of sharing the gospel, and they all depend on some form of transportation to successfully complete their mission. And when their vehicles can no longer meet the challenge because they are simply worn out and in constant need of repair, the missionaries' work will suffer but more importantly is knowing that the people will suffer. These precious children that are seated around me today, they've never had anything but water out of the rivers and the canals. So today we have a great opportunity to provide them with clean water. But we need transportation. We need to upgrade our vehicles. We need other vehicles so that we may continue to drill wells throughout this country. Thank you so much. Without the proper transportation, all of our efforts to help those in need can be severely hampered, if not completely shut down. Transport Life is our way of keeping the pipeline open for the love of Jesus to flow forth in word and deed. Well, you know, I've got to have a big smile on my face. You don't, you don't know the man, the missionary. David Head, he was saved in Owensboro, Kentucky in a crusade that we started the services at uh, 7 o'clock. The building was filled before 6 o'clock. And the people standing outside the building every night. And it extended the crusade. David was one of the biggest electrical contractors in the area. And uh, he got saved, he and his wife. He spent over 30 years now in Haiti. Last year, he nearly died. When I saw that clip, because I talked to him after he'd been amazingly restored, I couldn't believe he was back in Haiti. They, he, just, he just did that. I mean, he's he, over 30 years there. And when he left after being saved, he never came back to his business. He just lived there helping the people. And now he nearly died last year, and now he's right back there. And he's saying to you, we need, we need trucks. I couldn't believe that junky stuff he had to have up with his trucks. And this is a guy who knows what quality is. But love is what's flowing through that missionary. So let me just say this to you. Uh, God may not be calling you to go over there. I think if, if he was, surely you'd go. But I believe he's calling all of us to help the ones God sent because the sender of the gospel is the bottom line. You know, how are they going to preach the gospel unless they're sent? The bottom line is the one that sends the messenger. So I'm asking you right now, let's support them. Let's give them trucks that run. 
Let's give them the equipment that they need. They've said specifically 71 vehicles. We know exactly what they are. It's uh, well over a million dollars. We didn't expect that. It's not something we expected anymore than we expect disasters. But they said, would you help us? So I'm asking you to. I want you to go right now online or dial that number, take your bike card and make the best gift you can. Please, we have some gifts to send you to say thank you. And this is the last week. Please, please ask God, what do you want me to do? Go to the website, dial the number, take that card, use it like a check. If you make a check, make it to life because that's what you're sharing. But call us, please. We only have a few days left. We need to know we've got this. We need to tell the missionaries, trucks are there. We've got them. Please make the gift God puts on your heart. Would you do it right now? Thank you so much. Thanks for calling. Thanks for going online. It's a missionary's nightmare, having life-saving relief supplies in your hand and no way to get it to those who are suffering. Some of the vehicles so vital to our outreaches are completely worn out and must be replaced. And in some critical areas, no transportation is available at all. Life's mission partners have immediate and urgent needs to transport life-saving supplies to children and families in remote locations. An additional $1.1 million is needed to purchase 71 vehicles, large and small. Your gift of $40, $80, $120, or $1,000 will help purchase these vehicles and provide life-saving food, clean water, medicine, and the good news of Jesus to people in need. With your gift of any amount, be sure to request the sweetest name, Classic Hymns CD, with a booklet containing the history behind the hymns for all 12 songs. With your gift of $120 or more, please request the NIV Supergiant Print Reference Bible, ideal for anyone looking for a Bible that's gentle on the eyes. Finally, please prayerfully consider a gift of $1,000 or more to help transport life, and you may request our beautiful Determined Eagle bronze sculpture. This is the last week. Please call, write, or make your gift online today. I do want to remind you, this is the last week, and we, need, we really need to hear from you. This large print Bible, I think, is absolutely one of the easiest to read. I've, I've had some eye surgery, and I see better. I can remember, boy, a few years ago, I wish I'd have handed me this one. But uh, it is just phenomenal. And uh, the leather binding is beautiful. I want you to get it. And really, this book that Dr. Michael Brown wrote uh, is what the essence of the Word of God says in in direct practical application right now. And we'll send this to you just to say thank you for assisting the missionaries and providing the vehicles that they desperately need. So if you'd like to have it, feel free to ask for it. Betty and I would like to ask all of you and you to just say thanks to God for Dr. Michael Brown. Thank you, Doc. Thank you. I love you big time. And we are one in Christ. We walk together. You can hear him on radio. You can also read stream.org, the stream. You're going to love his articles. He is a blessing. Thanks for watching.
this whole culture, be brave, be brave. But you know, sometimes brave doesn't look like going and confronting it yourself. Sometimes being brave means you enlist help. Life Today is made possible by the supporters of Life Outreach International. Your gift will be used exclusively for the exempt purposes of life. The ministry features specific outreaches as examples of the programs it supports and conducts. Gifts are considered to be without restriction as to use unless explicitly stipulated by the donor. The ministry is a member of the ECFA.